You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, this is the Whitetail Experience Podcast. This is your host, Byron Horton. And today's episode is going to be focused around elk, elk prep. Uh, Dave has done a couple DIY elk hunting trips, and as a whitetail guy going west, he's got some good perspective on it. Uh, I myself have been on two elk trips, although I was not a part of this uh, talk, but uh, it should be a good one. wanted to catch you guys up on a few things. Uh, I went to the Deer and Turkey Expo here in Ohio. Uh, was solid. I went out on Friday and I do, the only negative to that is there's not as many sheds or uh, deer on the wall to kind of just look at, check out, see some things, but it's less crowded. So that's a win. Caught up with uh, working class bow hunter, my buddy Larry over at Native Landscapes. I picked up some Altera alpaca wool socks. So that's always a win. Whitetail adrenaline DVD. Got some goodies, if you will, uh, from the show. Tried to pick up some seed, but I, uh, now i got to pay shipping on that, so that's a loss there. Something else I wanted to mention that we got going on is our Patreon. There is a self-filming, self-production web class on there that I have at a higher tier, but like any guy who's dabbling in self-filming maybe wants to really accelerate his learning curve, that series of podcasts and videos is is pretty good, I feel. I think I've done a decent job explaining how you can go from being a so-so filmer or maybe you're just going to step into it for the first time and if you really want to just jump the ball and understand how a lot of things that I've put together having done this for several years and now doing stuff at a little bit higher level for some companies um, I can kind of bounce between the mix of production and, and hunting Uh, anything from like editing to camera gear to how to get shots how to take in a a edit and add something to a title to make it just so much better. Uh, those are some of those things discussed. And in some of my recent Instagram reels, I've, I've broke down the edit of how I, I was able to do it and put it on there. Uh, so I would, I did want to mention that scouting wise, I just wrapped up my, my scouting. I feel, um, confident. And I would say I probably did 80% scouting to 20% shed hunting. And, it was just a little bit more of a focus. I had a, I had one area of mine that the bucks kicked my butt. And so really wanted to put some effort in there. Saw some deer crossing a road in another section and wanted to put some effort in there. 
on some new developments in an area and just really trying to understand some of the landscapes a little better and, and really trying to hone in maybe my mid-October game. Um, so, yeah, I, that should be good. As for turkey hunting, I'm not sure how much. I, I think this is going to be a year I do not turkey hunt much. Got a lot of things going on here on the home front. Kids are not sleeping. We just got a, a flock of chickens. Um, they are six feet behind me and they're little mini container guy for the the first six weeks but enjoy the episode i think now we're recording for the second time um yeah i think all the settings are good here as long as this doesn't turn off (laughs) i think we're good oh let me get the beers off of the table get those readily accessible if it doesn't shut off right here after this, these eight bars, we're good. If it continues oh, going. There we go. We're still going. We're recording live we're, from the shed. We're here. We got the beautiful elk on the table. Yep. Got the elk skull last from last year. Um, we got the professional setup here with the iPad and the microphone just sitting on the table, just laying on the ground. And we got one heater. We did have two heaters out here in the shed, but one broke the other day, so it's a little chillier than, than I usual. I think Dustin probably <laughs> sat, uh, sabotaged it because he was so hot last time. He wants to charge me for some uh, HVAC out here is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Dustin's doing the, the HVAC stuff. He's like, oh, I'm just going to knock down his heaters. That way he can he can pay me to run a yeah. real furnace out here. Hell, I'd be down for that. Realistically, if I had just insulated it a little bit, yeah. It would it would be warm enough with these little heaters I have. Plus, it would probably help with the sound for these shedcasts as well, too. Absolutely. <laughs> but I got a lot of shit in here, so, I mean, it's got to not be too echoey, I wouldn't think. Got the little piece of carpet down here that helps with a little bit of the floor noise. It does. But I got Rick here today, and um, me and Rick have an elk trip planned for this fall and uh basically we're going to kind of go over some of that a little bit of the um a little bit of the whatnot because we he came over today actually to just talk about like what we're doing for prep wise gear wise making sure he's got everything because this will be your first time elk hunting yep very first yep and i've went two years now so i have a lot of the gear and a little bit of like the necessities of like knowing how to go do it and to backpack hunt whatnot and we kind of decided, you know what, rather than just talk about it willy-nilly, let's go ahead and just press record while we do that. And uh, But first I had to go run to the gas station to make a beer run. So I got my my natties. I'm bringing natties back. It's definitely an old-fashioned looking canner. <laughs> <laughs> Butch Light's getting too, uh, getting too mainstream. Is it? <laughs> I'm going to go back to the natties. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just sticking to ice water out of my marvelous mom cup. <laughs> We we'll have to get a picture of that. Yeah, <laughs> Rick came over and was like, "Hey, can I have, uh, I'll take a little coffee," and I was like, "Well, I got the perfect mug for you." Yeah, <laughs> Dave wants to embarrass you when he's giving you coffee. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so basically, we can get into this elk stuff. What do you? Um, I mean, you have obviously some questions, right? Gear wise related. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so. So, I, I need to know, like, what are your base essentials, like, that, that you necessarily need on this trip, you know? Um, it depends. So, some of that depends on if we're backpacking or not, which I know we've kind of, I've backpacked hunted the last two years, um, okay. but you do end up sleeping at the truck at times. Me and Andy actually slept in my, in the bed of my truck, I think, twice. 
Um, Do you feel like that worked out better for you? Yeah, because when you're out, like, if you're you're kind of making these loops and whatnot, and then you kind of just, you find what you, you either see stuff that you like or see stuff you don't like, you know, and then, so you either stay or, or, you, or you circle back to the truck. Um, and we kind of, we did, we had to do some moving around. We had to do some driving to new areas and whatnot. And, like, even though it's like, oh, we just want to go over on this side of the, of the mountain range or whatever, it's like a three-hour drive. Like, <laughs> there's no, like, quick, yeah. let's just drive over there because you got to go around the mountains, you know? Yeah. Um, now, I don't know how it's going to be where we go um, or where we end up going. We do need to probably start doing some mapping and stuff and trying to um, find out, like, areas. And then we can start getting real heavy into the mapping. Maybe try to find some people, talk to some, you know, make some phone calls, see if people know. Hell, me and Andy were, like, going into, like, these uh, small towns at just, like, gas stations and, like, grocery stores and stuff and just, like, asking people, like, you ever seen any elk over here? <laughs> like, yeah. how's it, you know, because all we needed was, like, a bead. Like, hey, if you've seen, if there's elk in this area, like, got it. Like, we'll go try to find them. Yeah. But we were, dude, we were going, like, one day we did, like, 13 miles and didn't see, like, any elk sign at all. Okay. And we did it with our camp on our back so then we set up camp and and then we hunted you know we then we scouted you know we walked around more hunted i guess whatever you want to call it that next morning and did like another like seven miles mm-hmm. in the same kind of area and didn't see shit and then we bailed back to the truck um you know around afternoon time and then you know made new game plans but it's like if that that's where I think having the the camp on your back is that's not that made me think like hey maybe it's better to just come back out to the truck every day until yeah. you find sign until you find elk, but thing is you'd hate to find sign eight miles deep and then have to go back to the truck yeah and then you know and then but you also hate to go you know be be kind of committed to to camping in the woods. You know, since you got your camp on your back, you know, plus you're walking around with 40 pounds maybe or... Was it the wind? I don't know what that is. <laughs> plus you're walking around with, you know, 45 pounds on your back yeah. rather than if you just were <clears throat> day hunting, you'd have 20 pounds. Yeah. So you're doing that. Um, since so you're kind of committed to to staying in the woods if you're planning to backpack now don't get me wrong like if you go in like like me and byron we went in and we found elk sign pretty quickly Mm -hmm. so for us backpacking in the woods was the best option yeah but me and andy went days without finding any sign now now what do you think is like your average depth into the wilderness that you're going to go from the truck of of like your average elk hunter is it it 10 miles no, that's no. pretty far. That's really far, especially it really depends too. It's just kind of like the whitetails too, but but expanded. Yeah. It depends if you have um, if the trails. Okay. So if people are if there is like a accessible two track, people will go far. You know, um, if there's like because because there's like depending on where you go, there's like free range and cattle and stuff. Yeah. So they got these like old like these rancher trails and roads and stuff. They're they're not really accessible like. Um, or they'll, they'll have signs that say no vehicles, but like, but there is clearly a road for probably the ranchers and stuff that are, you know, when they, they're getting the cattle or sheep or wherever you're hunting at. So like, I think somebody will, will walk a road three, four miles, 
you know, and then kind of branch off from there, no problem. Okay. But if there's no roads, if there's no, if it's straight mountains right off where you park at, I don't think, I think like two, three, four miles is pretty far in those mountains. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lot. Like you're going far. Now, like I said, if you, if you get on like, maybe get on, if you hike up and get on a ridge top, you can kind of walk that ridge top a ways, you know, and you know, what you, what you're technically walking versus what you actually have moved from where the crow, what the crow fly says is different too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think very many people are going, um, more than a a couple miles. Gotcha. Especially if, if there's no, if there's no roads. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, if you, and you got to treat that road like a, you know, if there, if there's an access trail or road that people are walking, you got to kind of, you know, you got to think about that too. And just like in whitetails, you know, any up and over, you're going to get away from people. Um, you know, and, and it's just everything out there is so much bigger. It's hard to even explain. Yeah. It's really hard to explain until you, until you see it. Like, and, and up and over is no, like, easy feat. It's like you're talking a 1,000 foot up, to, you know, bottom, top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, the biggest top to bottom we have in Ohio is, like, 600. Yeah. Like, like probably one of the biggest. Maybe, yeah. maybe they might be a little bit that's more than that, but most of most if you go to some of the hills here in southern ohio and you go top to bottom you know you're going like 200 feet yeah i think <laughs> i think it's 300 is is really is a, a good, pretty good it's a good climb top to bottom yeah. yeah and everything everything out west is is uh, it, it starts at like a thousand yeah wow <laughs> yeah it's a it's, it's just time consuming you know is what I it is it. you can make it up you know and you can go up if you if you go up, if you decide to go up uh, a ridge that's got a bunch of blowdowns and shit, I mean you know you're where you're you know going through shit. You know it could take you a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, you know it depends on. There was a one hill that me and Byron climbed. We kind of found elk in this area, and we were going up this. We basically found this one ridge finger that was a little less steep, and we went up it a few times, and we were able to get up it pretty quickly. But it was a thousand foot. But it was like a nice little it it was really steep and rocky like for the first like 100 feet mm-hmm. but then it kind of was like a nice little kind of gradual finger but i mean it was but it was 45 minutes each time okay every bit of it and it's just it's just another so yeah so to answer your question i guess in a roundabout way i don't think people are going crazy far okay is they i mean some people probably do you know I mean, we'll probably get a hundred comments like, you know, you can't get elk unless you're 12 miles deep and stuff. I'm like, ah, that'd take you some time to get that far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're going to be, this going to take you a, a day to get 12 miles deep. I see. You know, if you're going through the hills, if you're not just on a road, if you're mm-hmm. on a trail, yeah, you can go, that's, that's not that big a deal. But even on a trail, I mean, what you're talking on a trail and you know, you're talking 30 minute miles. Yeah. You know, so you're talking six hours to get 12, 12 miles deep. You know, just at a at a good walking pace. Yeah, yeah. People. I think <laughs> I think a lot of my elk hunting that I'm comparing to is is YouTube videos, and these guys are packing in with mules and alpacas, and they're yeah. I mean, they're going 28, 30 miles in. You know. Yeah, and course. they're taking a day. It's yeah, a it's a day it's just a to get a day there. trip in there. Just to get in and, there. Uh, yeah. So so another thing uh, that I was curious about was. Uh, besides the tag and bow being of most importance to me what matters most is my foot care uh i do not have good mountain boots yet um 
you had mentioned to me I was I was talking about going the crispy route because that's kind of like the big name and I I'm not really shied away by a price yeah if it matters to my feet you know because you can't put a price on on footwear but you mentioned another brand of boot that you wear and you found and it was um, you found some better points yeah and what were those the Solomons Solomons okay they're like the GTXs or something and you can Quest. get those. At, Quest uh, GT4 or something? Where can you buy them at? You can get them at, like, REI. REI, okay. And you can try them on. And REI does, like, insane, like, returns and stuff, too. Okay. Like, you could try them out for months and take them back. See, that's what I was kind of worried about with Crispy was the fact that you, you can't try these boots on. Yeah, I don't know what their rules are. You know, they might have, like, a return policy if you just, like, buy them online. But you can't even try Like, you don't even, like, you, you don't even know exactly what size to get. Yeah. So it's like, and that's what I was doing was I was looking at their charts online, and it's like, oh, do I have a wide foot? Do I have a narrow foot? Is, <laughs> do I have a high arch? I have no clue, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's like it's really intimidating me because we're not talking about walking a quarter mile to your tree stand and you're sitting for the rest of the day. Yeah. We're, we're you're on your feet all day, so you need something more rug, more rigid for yeah. sure. Because um, on our first venture from the road, Byron wore his Keens. Um, they're, more, they're they're more flexible, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And he he really liked those boots, you know. So he and we did a lot of whitetail hunting with them, and uh, and they were really comfortable. So he wore those, and he regretted it so quickly. Yeah, just because his I think his like his feet and ankles were just so sore mm-hmm. from that from that uh, flexibleness, I guess. Yeah. Um. So you want something a lot more rigid. Because okay. you just they, like I said, the side hill and the rocks, the uneven ground, just constantly. And don't they have different uh, like rigidity rankings, uh, like if a you one, get on two, a, or three, or something like that? I don't know if they do like at like the store. I know if you get on, um, is it? I think Go Hunt. Okay. You can like browse boots on their website, and yeah. they have they have it like rated that way. Yeah. Gotcha. I think that's just, that might just be their rankings though. Uh, whoever. Whoever runs Go Hunt, maybe they got like actual testers or field testers. I don't know where the hell they get their shit from, but I know if you get on there, they do have like a like r- rankings. And I think the Solomons that we have, because Byron has the same boots, Andy's got the same ones too. Okay, they're like a, I think they're like medium as far as like rigidity is concerned. The biggest thing is they're 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 one of the better boots you can get. They have they have really good reviews and stuff, and they're you can go try them on at a store. And they're um, they're not crazy expensive. Okay. They're like in that two fifty range oh, versus okay. a lot of the other. Like you can get into the four hundred dollar range pretty quickly with a lot of those boots. Okay. And did you did you find it because you have a lot of foot problems like I do? I, I consider myself a person with a lot of foot problems. My my feet don't hurt. It's they get very tired very quickly. <laughs> so I need to find a boot that's going to alleviate that. Yeah. Altogether. Did you feel like that they? They took care of your feet because we're blue collar guys. We're on our feet all yeah. day. We're in steel toes. So they're they're like if you were to just like like go 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 camping or go hang out somewhere or be in the yard doing some yard work and you wore those boots, your feet would start hurting. Gotcha. You got to be like you got to be walking. Okay. You know. Um, so they're meant for that steep. Yeah, because they're so they're so like they're rigid and stuff. Like if you just wear them around yeah. the house, you're going to, your feet aren't going to like it as as much. Okay. Um, and I I don't necessarily have crazy foot problems as much as I have like Achilles issues. Um, and I'll get like some like I get a lot like heel rub is probably my worst like 
I, well, tons of boots. I, I have. I get heel rub, you and I get blisters. Do you think on your heels. sizing is wrong? Do you think you need to switch up on your sizing? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've tried to change it up. I'll, like sometimes I just had to kind of like retie it mm-hmm. to where I have like the proper. Um, like sometimes, almost if I tie it too tight, yeah. Like um, my heel won't be able to slide, and it'll grab. Mm. And it'll kind of like start to blister up. I got you. And so I kind of, if I loosen up my laces a little bit actually and let that heel kind of slide a little bit, it doesn't, it won't, it won't blister because it's sliding. Mm-hmm. But I just basically put, I just, I Luco tape is, Luco tape is like a, um, it's like a really good version of like athletic tape yeah. that like doesn't come off. Gotcha. And I just, I just, I Luco tape my heels. Like right at the truck before oh, yeah. you start. Oh, 100%. I would, I would think to be preventative like that, that would yep. be necessary. I Luco tape my heels and um, my, my big toe actually. Yeah. My big toe will start to kind of get a little rough too because like, just like when you're walking, you're kind of like, you're trying to like grip the ground with I your feet you. kind of yeah, as you're walking. Yeah. And like <laughs> my, so like my big toe will get like a little bit hot as well. And like if, if you get a hot spot, like if you immediately, if you feel it even start to emerge, stop and, and fix it. You know, um, I learned that, I learned that the hard way with the chafing too. Mm. Um, and the, the, Two years ago, when me and Byron were out there, dude, the chafing about about took me out. Fucking chub rub, dude. Dude, it was it wasn't it was like it was like my like ass cheek chafing. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like yeah, it wasn't even like my like groin area. Oh. It was like yeah, it was it was it was yeah. weird. So, so, so we had what, a day where you use for that? What'd you use for that? Uh, dude, I had some. I had some like. Uh, I don't think you're gonna cream. take baby powder out there. Well, I do now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I had like some cream stuff, but the thing is, I didn't address it fast enough. I got you. Because what it was, it rained the night before. Mm. And then the next morning, we went out and um, we were chasing the bugle actually. Gotcha. And we had to go through some pretty thick shit to kind of get up this hill, and we just got soaking wet. Mm-hmm. So then, like my whole like like because it's going through the brush, so my pants stuff were wet, and so it just everything kind of just started like grab it a little bit you know we get a little bit of moisture and um but we were chasing elk so i just didn't i just neglected it yeah and i should have addressed it as soon as i started to feel it come on and i didn't and and it would and dude and we we had to hike out to the truck that day and it was like five miles back to the truck and uh dude i was it was painful like i was hurting (laughs) like it it, it got like it as it's like it pissed me off so much because i was like look like I'm in like I'm in good enough shape. Like it ain't that I'm tired. It ain't that I'm blistering. It's like it's just like some damn ass cheeks are gonna knock me out of this. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I, I was I was getting upset. You know, I was like, I was probably getting pissy with Byron. I'm sure. You know, and it's just like I was just kind of just upset about the whole situation. Mm. And uh, but uh, and all and then to make matters worse, like when we got out, like. It had rained, so the roads that we drove in on were were not as not good to get out on wet, mm-hmm. because like I were, there was like heavy there was big ruts, and so going back in there I was able to kind of straddle them, you know, um, no big deal until now it's wet you can't straddle those ruts because it, it's you're sliding back into you slip them. into them yeah, and and so that just made everything worse. And then we're having to kind of like, like basically build up these ruts with some sticks and rocks and stuff so I could get through it mm-hmm. without bottoming out my truck. And it was like, it didn't, and I'm doing all that. It was with my ass cheeks chafing and I was pissed. <laughs> 
But when we went to town, I think it was like a like a Dollar General or something because then fuckers were everywhere. And, yeah. <laughs> and I got some uh, baby powder, yeah. And then, okay. So actually, I <laughs> yeah, I picked it up. Actually, I got it in my... I got a little... I got, basically, it's Dude Wipes makes like a baby powder. Okay. And it comes in like a little small like tube about, you know, I don't know, six, seven inches, like a little tube. And I took one of those with me. Um, and some wipes too. Okay. Just, yeah, I, I thought I seen that like uh, marathon runners or they have like a chafe stick. It almost looked like a stick of deodorant that they probably rub on their nips. They, they, <laughs> they rub on their nips, and it's almost like what like a, like you would grease a surfboard or something before yeah. you went surfing. But like uh, uh, that was interesting. So I, I guess we'll have to talk to Byron about that. He knows about all the runner stuff. I think yeah, he, I, he, I tried to cream. The cream did not work to me. It's all about like keeping um, keeping your groin and stuff just like clean and dry okay. so like those wipes you know really came into play um you know even just like like you said a more of a preventative thing yeah just kind of just kind of wiping everything clean yeah. a little baby powder and then just doing that kind of every morning or even like twice a day if you're putting in a lot of miles me and andy kind of both were kind of starting to do that like just like preventative maintenance yeah. like I don't want- well, well i think that comes <laughs> down to our next topic as well as just like actual before you go elk hunting take six months to find your weaknesses through training and and exercise and yeah wear your boots break them in find the hot spots know, yeah, you know how boots. your body's going to react before you take these yeah. long trips and you're stuck out there with no help yeah you need to look into getting boots probably soon yeah yeah um, that way you can start doing that okay um yeah i mean yeah and then so i told you about how i tape my heels yep when I'm training and stuff, when I'm doing like, um, if I'm, if I'm going to the sledding hill and, or if I'm scouting or something here in here in Ohio, I don't uh, I don't tape my heels. Okay. So I let it kind of like, kind of rub on mm-hmm. purpose to try to like callus it up a little bit. Gotcha. Um, actually, I think it was like Remy Warren I heard say say to do that like, build up those calluses on purpose. Yeah. You know, and like you almost kind of try to build up your calluses mm-hmm. to train. In, in training and then you know but I don't know I I just I'm gonna I'm gonna tape my shit up regardless regardless yeah <laughs> well I mean it's it, like I've heard you know one little irritation can turn into a nightmare out there quick. oh yeah oh yeah I mean yeah and, and feet are definitely the one all right took a little note there but uh we had a little bit of interruption but um so we were talking about training and building up just calluses on purpose yep um you know I mean just I mean, it is it like, and then we can just get into training too, because we kind of want to talk about that. I know you've been doing a lot of, uh, you've been working out a lot. Yeah, I'm into probably my third month now of like, um, I'm doing heavy weight training. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to, to push, build strong muscle. I'm trying to build that strong foundation. Um, and then I'm going to transition into more of, lighter weight higher reps and adding a little bit of cardio and then in those two final months i'm going to tighten up the diet and start working on more of my uh, uphill rucks um i'm going to do a lot more hiking a lot more cardio more uh, crossfit workouts yeah so you i mean you so you you have a background in fitness i mean you did bodybuilding and stuff back and when you you know in your younger days you know so you you kind of know you kind of know what you need to do. Yeah, I'm very familiar with how my body responds to calories and yeah, yeah, and all that. Um, you know, I don't like honestly like so. To two years ago, I trained um, a, a decent amount. Didn't go too crazy. 
Um, and then last year, I didn't train a ton. I didn't train nearly as much as I wanted to both years, really. Mm-hmm. And last year was a lot less. Um, but but I, st- I, I still I can still do fine. I mean, you know, um, you've you've seen me walk the hills in Ohio. Like I kind of I'm I'm kind of uh, leggy, you know. Yep. And I'm not. I mean, I'm six foot. I'm not like crazy tall, but I'm not short. And um and then I'm six foot and I'm kind of leggy, so I'm taking kind of long strides and stuff. And I can just I can move through I can move through the hills pretty effortlessly. Well, I mean, if there's any suspicion of a Sasquatch in Ohio, they've just seen you and they didn't realize it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. D- Dave almost looks like that old footage of a Sasquatch that they got uh, where it kind of like is, has the long arms and it looks back at the camera crossing the creek. That That's Dave, guys, walking through the woods. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I do got, yeah, kind of long arms, long legs. I'm kind of, I'm kind of limmy, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but but I'm heavy, you know. I'd like to get uh, cut some weight. I don't like, uh, you know, because you know everybody talks about like cutting their pack weights and stuff. I mean, yep. you say it all the time on the white tail woods, all these get the lightest sticks in the world, you know, <laughs> twenty one uh, ounces. Yeah, I'm hunting. I, I, I'm getting. I can get twenty feet of tree, and, and my my sub's only eleven pounds. I'm like, dude, just carry the extra fucking yeah. two sticks. Work your shoulders <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, just carry extra two sticks. You know, maybe maybe drop twenty pounds off your gut. You know, yeah. like. That's I'm the type of person, dude. Like, I mean, why? T- I, I've talked about this on podcasts in the past. Like, just carry that extra fucking stick, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's uh, what it really comes down to is I, I think uh, <clears throat> Doug, our trainer at Briggs, oh, uh, yeah. told me that for every pound of of weight that you lose off your body is like three pounds to your knees. I could see that. So you know, if you lose ten pounds, that's thirty pounds off your knees. Okay. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you do have a little bit of uh, knee concern, knee I issues. Do. Yeah. I do. Uh, um, I've been good in that boat. Like, really, re- realistically, the only the the issue I have is my Achilles. Okay. Both my Achilles is actually will, like, I get like some tendonitis issue type mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Maybe a little, like, plantar fasciitis type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just I just kind of just deal with it. Realistically, I've. I mean, I, there's not much. I mean, I'll, I've stretched it. I, you know, you stretch ice, try to strengthen. Yeah. You know, I do all that stuff. And when I'm in, the, when I do like go to the gym to work out, I always do like controlled calf raises and stuff yeah. to try to help those. And like kind of you know weighted like decelerization or whatever. They, I don't know what the words are. Where you go down kind of slow. You know, I, I try to strengthen it. You know, because. Um, You've been kind of doing the knees over toes guy stuff. I yeah. feel like that's the way to go about it. Yeah, my gym, if you guys follow my Instagram, uh, I've been doing this thing. We got this thing called the the tank at my gym now, and it's a, like an all, it looks like an all-terrain vehicle. It has rubber tires, and a, it, it has magnetic resistance on the wheels. So the faster you push it, the more resistance you get, um, and you can have different settings as well. But it's really helping me with the, the driving forward, and then I'm also using like a, a band to like walk backwards with it. Yeah. Well, and then the whole concept of the knees over toes guy is um, to strengthen the, the the knees and the muscles around it, rather than to just like, you know, what what they what's what's the old saying, the old rice thing, rest, rest ice, um, compression maybe elevate compression elevate yeah, yeah I think that's it I think they I think that's kind of like been debunked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I think it's you know, and the knees over toes guys are like real big about building the the strengthening that shit back up. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the way to go about a lot of injuries. And so I've been kind of trying to do that with my Achilles when I can. But um, they're feeling good right now. I don't have any uh, issues. Um, 
they start to kind of flare up uh, back. I used I was running a lot before, and it was it was kind of making them flare up. But uh, and, and they'll hurt. They'll hurt on the mountains. I'll just <laughs> when I wake up, I look like an old man. I can't move because they're all tightened up. But yeah, yeah. I just I just loosen them up and I just let them work out and they just I just keep going. You know. Yeah, I think the best recovery for me was uh, just try to try to keep your flexibility and in, in like my knees uh for for example like when i work them out and do the knees over toes exercises they get really warm and they, he says that like blood flow and flexibility is what heals it and makes them stronger yeah so that's what i'm trying to if i get them nice and warm and hot and they feel like there's a lot of blood in that area then that's good for me and then i yeah, you know, I, I think know, that mobility that mobility is kind of key, especially for us getting older. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what. But back when I was doing CrossFit, you know, um, what was really nice about CrossFit is that the fact that you like you really stretch and work on mobility mm-hmm. for like half of the class. Like it's all about like you know. So that aspect of it, I I really enjoyed. You know, um, I I can't do it right now because this is what my what my schedule is. I wouldn't be able to go consistently enough to like pay for it, you know, so I'm not doing that right now, but I'm just been, you know, I've just been doing some running and doing some lifting. Um, I'll crank up, like you said, here, here soon. I'll, once the weather breaks, mm-hmm. I'll crank up a lot more of those pack hikes and going to Sledden Hill and just doing the up and down the Sledden Hill type stuff. And, you know, uh, I'll probably start whenever I go to the gym, I'll probably end my workout on the Stairmaster, just doing like an arbitrary number of floors or whatever it may be gotcha. time you know dude that the stairmaster will fire your fucking quads up so fast yeah dude. it does it does yeah <laughs> it's like dude, like immediately yeah. <laughs> now i know you mentioned uh the, the rain uh rain got you guys several times uh well, dude, what's it? so so storms. rain in the mountains now what what am i what is my rain gear going to look like are you concerned about rain gear no i we i haven't taken rain gear for both years i haven't taken but let's see you also packed your tent with exactly. you and you was able to pop your tent up if a storm came but if me and you were just Which doing a did. day hunt and it starts pouring we're not going to have a tent to get into no we'll just have to hide underneath the bush so what do you think <laughs> you think like taking like a uh, a small tarp or something that we can kind of yeah triangulate a, through some trees maybe and get, just get a little shelter that's not a terrible idea i mean uh, we're just taking the rain fly from okay. from my tent you know mm-hmm. um and do you think like spraying our pants with some rain repellent to help with like the dew on the grass in the mornings would be beneficial because i was thinking maybe. about getting like a, some rain gear water repellent to kind of help and just start kind of soaking it. I mean, that might work. I've never used that stuff. That's what I was going to use. They say you can spray, like, your bags and your tent. I was going to spray my boots. I was going to spray my pants. Uh, I'm also getting those gators as well, just for the... Yeah, I think the gators... I I, I haven't got the gators yet. I I bought some on Amazon. I didn't like them, so I returned them. But uh, I might buy some of those... um, Oh, what's the good brand that has them on there? Uh, First Light. I I think First Light has some good ones. Kenetrex is the other ones. Yep. There's the other ones too that are pretty popular. Yep. Um, And the the thought process on those is like if your pants get wet, it'll like leach down into your socks and then Mm -hmm. leach down into your, you know, your, into your boot. Like your boots might be waterproof, but you're, 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 it's it's leaching in from your pants. Um, And so it would stop that. Now, I I don't like the idea of them. I don't like, I just, I don't like more bulk, you know, I like to kind of be streamlined, but Mm -hmm. maybe... There are like uh, yeah, the first light ones look kind of slim. They they have a couple options. Yeah, they got the the thicker, bulkier ones, and they got that streamlined one. 
I don't know. I, don't I think it, I think it would definitely be something that you wear probably first thing in the morning if the grass is wet. Yeah. You know, you're walking through some brush. As soon as the midday comes, it's 80 degrees, take them off. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think some of that stuff is, yeah, any little piece of gear and, and stuff like that is probably beneficial. But, like, at the same time, like, you know, you know how I am. I'm kind of I'm kind of minimalist when it comes to that shit. It's just like, yeah. just just get out there, like, <laughs> yeah, figure it out. You know, figure yeah. it out on the fly. Like, it kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's a huge concern to get gators or not. Um, what other gear do you? You were talking about getting trekking poles. Yeah, I I would like to get trekking poles. Again, I have the knee concerns so i want to take as much weight off of my knees as possible and i notice uh it really kind of bothers me when i side hill so i think if i have that pole uh to kind of allow me to lean to the left or right you know as i'm going up the side of the hill i think it would help because i could use my you know more of like my arms and my tricep muscle to help push myself up too i mean just think about it i mean if you lean like if you say you put like 10 pounds of pressure on that trekking pole. Yep. I mean, you do that every step. I mean, you're taking 10 pounds off of your knees, off your hips. Yep. I mean, I, I I bought trekking poles the first year I went. I mm-hmm. didn't didn't use them once. Um, last year, I had them with us. So when I killed, um, we took out the first load of meat um, right after the kill. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go, me and Andy packed that elk out in two trips. Um, we took some heavy ass packs to get it because I, I'm that way. I don't know, I don't oh, know how you are. I'm I, like a, I'm the guy that carries all the grocery bags in at once <laughs> exactly. and my wrist hurt, you know, exactly. so I'd rather just go through it one time and be done with it. Exactly. So we did you it know? in two trips and we did carry some heavy ass packs. So the first trip we didn't have, but then we went back in, yep. we took my checker bowls and we just both carried one. Um, it, I don't. I think Byron uses them just even yeah. just for scouting. I, I recently just used a. My dad has like an old wooden walking stick, and I used that these past couple weekends shed hunting. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I really do like it. And I'm thinking if I had two of these that were super lightweight. Yeah, money. You can bust the cobwebs out of your face. Exactly. You can defend against fucking yep. snakes. And I, I think it would really help stabilize you crossing over deadfalls. Yeah, my elk. Uh, here, my elk shit is right here. Okay. It literally is labeled elk shit. Elk, elk <laughs> shit. Dave. Dave is not lying, folks. With uh, with with uh, tape on it. Let's pop through this and see what I got in here, and then we can talk about gear like that. Here's All here's right. my uh, trekking poles. Right <clears throat> I think I got okay. these bad boys on Amazon. Um, it is. Oh, they fold up really nice too. Yeah, Trekology. Okay. Yeah, they fold up, um, and then you just like they have like a little cable in here, and you just they're they're in three pieces. Sweet. How much you think those weigh for those ounce guys that count? Oh, I don't know. But you're carrying it, you know, so yeah. why does it even matter? I yeah, don't I don't I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. But that's cool. You just got little adjustments and stuff too, so Yeah, you do a lot more scouting than I do. you can take these. You can take them. Oh, okay. Just give them a try. Yeah. <clears throat> take two, take good. one. Yeah. Heck yeah, I'll try them out, man. Good stuff. And yeah, see if you like them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be making all my big purchases here within the next month or two. I'll, I'm yeah. probably going to buy my boots here in the next three weeks, start wearing them, uh, stuff like trekking poles, um, any, I have my uh, base layers, I have heavy base layers, I got lightweight base layers. Uh, yeah, clothing-wise, yeah, here's all, this. All uh, of it's merino wool. Here's the dude powder I got. Okay. It's this little tub, menthol yeah. chill. Oh, menthol chill, nice. <laughs> That's basically Newport's in the bottle. 
that's hilarious. Dave has uh, two cans of a uh, bear spray here. They they run about what sixty. I think we bought. Um, I think Byron picked these up the first year we went. Um, they they do have expiration date. It says okay. twelve. 12 2025. I don't think a bear's going to notice if it's expired or not. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they still work. I mean, I can still feel fluid yeah. in there. Well, um, one thing... Uh, like I said, I, I don't know if... Um, I was I was almost going to buy an extra one just to practice with. They said you should do that just yeah. so you know how, it, how quick it comes out, how far it goes out, you know. I wouldn't even know how to use this. Uh, you bet. That's why we practice. So. And we were talking about, uh, you know... I. I don't really care too much to give to give away our locations. Um, I'm not super secretive, especially for elk hunting. But uh, we'll give you. But we potentially might be into some grizzlies this year. Oh, 100 percent. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to so, be some big grizzly country. So yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be on the back of our mind. Uh, we're going to have to consider uh, hanging our food in the tree. Um, not consider. We're going to have to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got no choice. I'm definitely not going to carry it. There's there's rules. That's like uh, they got. It's got to be like 12 feet high and 10 feet out from the trunk because yep. they can't so they can't climb and reach. Yep. So you got to have like a good limb. Um, I think that's the rule. Something like that. Yeah. But you got to get it out and away from the trunk and hang high and you try to have it downwind. But obviously, I mean, the wind changes. How, how, you know, I don't. How, yeah. How, how you going to deal with that? Yeah. That uh, I, I think you would just you know go off of like your your standard wind <laughs> yeah so and okay. then um all oh, these bad boys right here these are a must-have um these little colgate uh wisps oh yeah so that little droplet in there is toothpaste so that eliminates your toothpaste carry yeah all you gotta so do is you take one of these bad boys and they're, they're disposable very cool and it's just one little one-time brush they weigh do, nothing do you feel like that was enough to get the mouth fresh yeah okay. enough yeah cool just uh yep just uh, just on the hook right there um what else i got my elk shit tote um uh, how about okay so here's another thing uh this year i've noticed out west has gotten like record amounts of snowfall do you think we're gonna find more water next year than you and andy did that was a big thing was uh, water because i think water is gonna the the top ice caps at the tops are gonna probably hold snow a little longer because they're getting a record amount right now so i think as long as it don't get scorching hot in the summer and we don't have a crazy dry summer, we're going to be money on the water. Yeah, because me and Andy were running into, like, like the bottoms of drainages that were dry. Yeah. And then we were hiking into areas, like, expecting there to be water, and then there wasn't. And we were like, what the fuck do yeah. we do now? Because water will, that's that'll end you. Well, and then because right there, I mean, you can't cook your food. Well, yeah, and and, and you can, you got to like, and you're, then you're like conserving water as you're hiking, so then you're like killing yourself because you're conserving what you have. Yeah. And then you don't know, like, um, just not knowing if you're going to find water. Plus, you don't want to carry in a shit ton of water because that's tons of weight. Yeah. So you you'd rather just be able to find water out and about, but yeah. then but then you might hose yourself because you can't find water like we did. Here's the gel that I had, the chafing. Uh, and I I got some of this too, some monostat. Okay. Nice pink label. That's <laughs> monostat. Nice. <laughs> but it, okay. it didn't work. No, that shit didn't work. Did you take mydol as well, or what? Mydol. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went to straight uh, straight powder. How many windicators you go through? I um, assume elk hunting, you're you're checking the wind pretty regularly. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, and uh, so yeah. Um, I do use the like so like for white tails I use the milkweed usually, 
But like when I was out there, the puff bottle is just so convenient. Just gotcha. pop up because you really got to find when the thermals start to rise, and especially when they start to rise like consistently, mm-hmm. because there'll be a little. There's a period there where it kind of fluctuates, gotcha. and um, like when when me and Andy killed this bull, um, it was it was kind of like we we how how to explain. It. So basically, we kind of found some elk the previous evening. And so we knew they were up and over this hill, hill, mm-hmm. or what? Well, not a hill, it's a thousand foot climb, through rocky sliding down mess. But nonetheless, um, we, we, we climbed up there, but we had to kind of wait until the thermal started rising. But then, then we could start working this ridge line, uh, north and south, basically. But there was a period there where we kind of started working it, and then we, we were like, oh shit, the wind's kind of starting to pull back down. We're like, fuck, you know. Um, it was so there's kind of a little window there, but then like the thermals out there, dude, like it's like you know how here in Ohio, like we try to hunt the thermals on our hills, you know, but like but they're never consistent. Like you never get like it's never like drawing way up like the hill, like mm-hmm. the mountain you're on or hill you're on here in Ohio. Out there, dude, that thermal them thermals like you'll feel a breeze from how hard they're pulling yeah you know and then they'll drop the same way too it's the vacuum almost it's 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 so much more prevalent it yeah and so you just have to basically that's how you have to hunt them i mean you can uh let's see i mean it's kind of all you kind of all got to play by ear but like say you got a bull bugling first thing in the morning Mm. you know do you do you go after it right then and there but then you got to might have to swing down below it and kind of work up or get on the same level hopefully your winds just but then they're going to try to circle you and so it's a it's kind of a whole battle that you got to kind of just figure out on the fly on where that bull's located and where it's bugling at and how you're going to go get it um but um or do you just wait till thermal start rising but by the time thermals are rising they're probably bedded up and so then you got to then you're then you're pulling them off beds you're, you're trying to pull him away if he's with cows you're trying mm-hmm. to pull so you're probably going to pull away like like what we did uh, probably the satellite bull yeah and i'm sure there was a herd bull with this elk and with this herd that i shot last year but um you know you're probably going to pull away a pull pull a satellite bull off of that herd more than likely once they're bedded up you know or maybe you might catch a rut fest and know and they're just fucking going crazy throughout the middle of the day you know who knows yeah. um you know and then it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, you, you know how to hunt deer, you know, just make sure your wind's good. And mm-hmm. and you hunt, um, you're, you're a big turkey guy, so you know how yeah. it works as far um, as, like, calling shit in. For stuff. those of you that do not know, turkey is probably the poor man's elk hunting. <laughs> uh, just, it, I mean, it's probably not as exciting as elk hunting, but as far as, like, your interactions with the animal, calling them in, uh, the way you move in the terrain is probably very similar to elk, minus the nose. Didn't know that that's the biggest one. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest one. <laughs> so yeah, but that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And then they minus the mountains too. But yeah, so it's like the terrain, and then the then like you said, the nose. Yeah. And um, so so the bull I shot, I was actually calling. I was the caller that Andy day. Was the shooter, right? Yeah. And so Andy went uphill for me, probably eighty yards. You know, we're figuring calling into this like little flat bedding area, thicket, kind of like we we're kind of working these benches. Like okay. I'm going to call into it. If anything get in there, it's going to try to circle me and go, and then Andy would get a shot. Mm-hmm. And it just came right at me. Wow. 
Um, but you know, it was a young bull. You know, it wasn't like it's some giant. Yeah. If if the herd bull would have been you know right in there at that time, and you know, it probably would have put have probably would have went to right to Andy. Yeah. So basically, like you know, the the young bull has to take advantage of a situation before he gets ran off by the old bull. So that's probably why he yeah. came running in. Well, I did cow calls too. Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't bugling. Okay. Um, cow calls brought brought him in. Okay. Um, just you know, just young and dumb, thinking there was some pussy around the corner. Like, yep. oh shit, look at that! They got a cow yeah. over here. So, so uh, when we go, I noticed. Uh, I think you and Byron went the first week of September. You and Andy went the second week of, of September. Me and Andy might have went. Kinda. Yeah, we yeah uh, we did so go. Do like, you a think later. we should go the second, first, or third? Um. I don't know. Something we need to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put my vacation time in, so I guess yeah. we need to, we got some things to talk about, guys. Yeah, we'll have to pick out some dates. So let's have to look at the look at the calendar, figure out how we can, you know, because we're traveling too. We want to maximize our our weekends. You know, yeah, we yeah. can't just like go on a whim. Um, we got to maximize. Hopefully, take advantage of like two weekends. Um, I'd like to get like seven days hunting. Yep, and then you got. Me and Andy drove straight through, and then drove straight through back. Yeah. Me and Byron stopped on our way back. Mm. Um, well, I think me and you were just we're gonna pack a cooler up and we're gonna eat. Stop for gas only. Yeah, and gas just, and uh, you gotta get some Casey's pizza. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're driving out west. You gotta yeah, stop you, in the Casey's. I've, I've heard about this Casey's pizza. <laughs> I'm interested. Uh, I definitely want to try it out, but I mean, uh, we're we can even wear diapers, so we don't have to stop. For <laughs> yeah, yeah hard, that's like hardcore, man. <laughs> so you know, probably what over thirty hours we're going to be driving. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we'll then we were a lot doing to talk of, about a lot of uh, once it gets dark, even during the daytime, we did a lot of like just pull off and take a piss on the yeah. side of the road type of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, because because that's the thing, because you're like you're trying to overhydrate. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're popping some liquid IVs, maybe a couple liquid IVs a day prior to getting there, because you want to be hydrated. So yeah. then you're you're overhydrating, and then you're then you're pissing every hour on your drive, and mm-hmm. it was yeah. And I liked it. I'm more of the I, I I drove most of both trips, so I don't know how you feel being. The passenger. I'm more of a driver. I mean, I'll talk. I'll talk your ear off. I, I can't. I won't fall asleep on you. There's nothing worse than a passenger that well snoring. You got to take. Asleep. Yeah, you got to. Well, you have to sleep. We're you yeah. know. It's but it's, that's what's crazy about. It's like okay, like, um, like it might be like you know eight o'clock that night or whatever. And we're driving. And I'm like, all right, like you need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to sleep for the next like few hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, because here in about two in the morning, we got to switch. <laughs> so you better sleep now. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are going to get some uh, interesting uh, Instagram stories of me snoring like a boss <laughs> because I definitely have nasal problems. So yeah, I snore, I snore when I'm, if I pass out like drunk, I'm, I snore <laughs> crazy. But uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I can't sleep in the car. Dude, I just don't sleep. Uh, it's horrible for me. And dude, me and Andy got there. We drove straight through. Yep. Showed up about we we got there like six a.m. Mm-hmm. Literally grabbed our packs and walked up the mountain. Wow. Yeah. And and it killed him. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what I expect to do. I'm not I'm not one to sit in the truck and wait, and I don't want to sit at camp and wait. I'm just let's go in and get it done, dude. Yeah. Even if it's pouring rain, I will. Now I always hear these guys. Lightning ran us off the mountain. Is lightning more dangerous at altitude? I don't know. Me and I don't. Dude, I don't run from lightning here in Ohio. I'm, I I stand outside and look up at it. I mean, dude, it's 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 me and I can't. I don't know if me and Andy 
me and Byron definitely got into a lightning storm. Dude, and that shit is just was just cracking, just like I wonder it, if it's it, more it, is it more conducive up up high? I don't know. You mm. feel that shit though. Like, really? Bow! Like it just it snaps so hard. It's hard really? to explain. Didn't like yeah, it's like we were in it all night. Mm. Um you can see it in some of our in some of the footage um from me and Byron's hunt. Like we were up on high on this mountain, you could see this storm kind of coming like you see it in the distance yeah yeah. and like you're up on top of this mountain sees this picturesque view you know everything's and you can just see so far and like way off in distance you see this dark darkness coming mm-hmm. your way yeah. you're just like fuck <laughs> we gotta go man <laughs> we, we had our that day we left our tent set up because we were hunting we, we we left our camp set up we didn't pack it so we're like we gotta get back to camp yeah so we're like up. running down the mountain and shit yeah. like okay. literally running to get back to our tent we got there back just in time dude and it yeah. fucking poured i would think the most uh the dangerous part of the lightning storm might be if it hit trees i mean because i would assume that's all it's hitting out there is hitting trees so tree falls on you maybe I'm, I'm, yeah. um, Hell, me and Andy found a uh, at the top of this one mountain. We found like a like a big like metal rod that was like drove into the ground. I was like, is this like a? I wonder if it's a marking stake or something. I don't know what it was. I was like, is this like a grounding rod, like a like a yeah. like a lightning rod or something? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I might just be making up words right now. <laughs> but I was like, maybe this is because it's like we're up on the top here, and there's like a metal thing driven into the ground. Like we're not near any trails or nothing. Like maybe it's like trying to get like if they do have crazy lightning storms. They like they're making a spot for it to strike. I don't. Yeah. Know. I have no idea. Or maybe it was. Uh, I'm talking out my ass. Those, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know shit about it either. But maybe like a seismograph thing testing for, you know, seismographic activity. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's either. a toss up. So. Oh, uh, let's go. Let's keep going through my. But other shit. than this, I think uh, Byron is going to possibly let me borrow his tent. Uh, you have the Pentler pack for me. And yeah. then possibly Andy's bigger pack that I might be able to use as well if, if my nephew Austin doesn't use it. Yeah, Andy's got the Alps. Yeah, I got a Metcalf and I have a Pentler. Okay. So. Um, Three dirty bags. Yeah, these See are these these like. platypus um, two-liter bags, I think, the two-liter. Okay. Yeah, these platypus two-liter bags. Basically, you just fill these up with water wherever you find it, and then you can filter it. Um, Andy had the Sawyer Squeeze from, uh, you can get this shit like Walmart. Mm-hmm. And basically you screw it like onto, I think it fits these threads and it fits the, the Sawyer Squeeze. It comes with some bags too that you yeah. can fill those bags. You screw this little filter thing onto the bag and then you like squeeze it through the filter mm-hmm. and into like your water mm-hmm. bottle that you just drink from, like gotcha. an algae or whatever. Okay. Um, and then I have the uh, Grail, which Byron had it too. It's like a filtering bottle itself so like you you press it right yeah you like push it okay. through like here's one of the filters actually okay. that you screw into the bottom of it i got the bottle itself in my uh my scouting bag um but yeah you you basically push it through like you fill up an outside shell and there's like an inner shell that like pushes through the water mm-hmm. and then you drink what comes into the inner shell okay. um that's been filtered um which, you know, I don't mean, honestly, we, me and Andy kind of use a little bit of both. Like, mm-hmm. there was times where, like, I was drink he was filtering water for me to drink, you know, and I was filtering water for him to drink. I don't think, you know, 
I mean, that solar squeeze, it's like 30 bucks. Like, the grill is like 100 Yeah. That, that solar squeeze is like 30 bucks at Walmart. Like, it's probably the, the cheapest go-to route. Yeah. They even have like a mini. I think I saw the mini. I think I saw people saying not to get the mini. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still need that too, though, right? You still need some kind of water filtration? Yeah, I have no, uh, no game bags, no water filtration. I have... Uh, I, I really don't have much of anything. I guess I was waiting to see if we were going to get tags before I started buying a lot of stuff, that like the high-dollar stuff, because um, it's not a problem to me. I, I don't think there's like a waiting on shipping or anything. Like it's stuff like a tent, sleeping no. bag, I can buy last minute. For the most part, yeah. So it's not like I – the boots right now are probably my main concern, just getting them broke in, getting them to fit right, you know. Yeah, like you said though, it would it, it probably would be best to make sure we get our tags first. Yeah, that that's definitely before you start spending some number money. <laughs> yeah, and then that's and there's my tent right there. Um, and Byron's got the same one, and I'm sure we'll probably bring his. Okay, it's just like a it's a mountain hardware uh, Nimbus okay. Nimbus two because it's a two person tent technically. And you said it will not fit two people, correct? Oh no, not even close. Okay, barely fits me. <laughs> it, I always wonder why why they do. They have like a picture of like six people on the on the package, and then literally you can roll over once and you yeah, hit yeah. the wall. Yeah, it's like it makes no sense yeah. why they false advertise that. They must be going off like the old standards of how big people used to be in uh, West Virginia in the fifties. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like yeah, six midgets might be able to fit in here. Maybe you know, good luck. <laughs> But yeah, it's a two-person tent, and there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I couldn't have a. I couldn't take Peyton. I couldn't have a child with me. Yeah, in that thing. I wow. mean, yeah, they're they're tight. You know, and then so, um, but it's got like a little vestibule on the front, so you mm-hmm. can kind of put some shit outside. Um, dude, the 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 whole bear thing though is is definitely going to be like a like a kick in the nuts a little bit because just the the hassle of dealing with your your food and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean because i mean hell we were we were eating in our tents and all kinds of shit you know not even thinking like wasn't even a concern yeah you know now yeah if we go to grizzly country that's going to be a whole nother beast like yeah you're going well, to, uh, to eat, like, yeah. somewhere else, then, like, hike, eat somewhere, hike somewhere, and then, you know, then then set up tent, you know, and mm-hmm. then put your food fucking far away, and yeah. tell me the whole thing. And then if it's raining, you're adding another, you know, yeah. thing to the equation. Yeah. Now it, you're eating in the rain. Because <laughs> you're going to have to, like, yeah. you're, like, like methodically eat you know mm-hmm. because you're yeah. like okay we got to eat because because then we got to go it's almost like here. you want to eat your breakfast at your glassing location you know um, yeah that would kind of be like what i would want to do because i i'm not a big eater first thing in the morning i like kind yeah. of going just off of water and some coffee uh, yeah. and then i you know have that first bathroom break and now i'm ready to pound some food well we did what, what i did pretty much every morning when i would so i'd wake up you know um tear down as i'm like tearing down camp and stuff um, those little cliff gels, mm-hmm. they had some of them that are like, um, like mocha or espresso and stuff. Yep. And, um, they had a little bit of caffeine in them. So I would do like one of those. And then like, once we would start like our initial hike of that day, I'd probably do like a bar. Okay. Cliff bar, protein bar, whatever that was, just kind of as you're walking, eating a bar. And then, so you got like 
maybe 300 calories in you because bars are about 200 and then the little energy things are like 100. So you got like 300 calories or so in you. You got a little bit of caffeine in you. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, you kind of do that first little spat of glassing or or blind calling, trying to get some bugle responses, et cetera, right there in the morning. And then you kind of go from, like, eventually, like, if you don't hear shit and stuff, it's like you have, like, a downtime later in the morning. Yeah. Then you do, like, your mountain house, like, biscuits and gravy, you know, and then throughout the day. I always had, like, a little like a little mini pouch on the side of my hip belt yeah. that had, like, like my daily, like, snacks. Gotcha. had, like... Like beef sticks, like uh, there's those uh, those fatty beef sticks that I like from uh, I get them from Sheets. They're like they're they're a little more fatter than like a Slim Jim. Okay, but they're it says fatty on the side of them, and they are delicious. <laughs> and I, I'm probably gonna be packing a shit ton of those because I'm a, I'm a beef stick guy, and they they yeah. just they're hearty. I bought like a bulk pack on like Amazon. It was like I don't even know what the brand it is. They're all different flavors. They mm -hmm. got like bacon and like. Awesome. jalapeno yeah <laughs> i just like i just got this so i just yeah but like yeah i'm i'm same way dude like when it came to food like food's a whole nother we could have we could talk for an hour on food oh yeah <laughs> out there yeah because because i'm i'm you know i'm i eat and i'm i cook you know yeah. i like i don't like to just, like i'm not you're kind of like byron how you can you guys can just like eat to survive i can eat the same exact shit every day <laughs> as long as it's like the correct food yeah. for my body you know i don't yeah. care if it tastes like cardboard I'm yeah see i'm not that way Fuck you're a, you're definitely noise. a flavor guy yeah I'm, i like like your seasonings yeah i like my shit <laughs> I like, I like to eat good food. <laughs> so, uh, so when it comes to like, uh, like there were certain things like, like I tell you what, like after like three Cliff Bars, like I'm not eating another one. <laughs> like it's just, no, I'm just not going to eat that. Yeah. I'm good. I'm not it. that hungry. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the freeze dried meals, sometimes you eat some of it and you're like, this fucking blows. Like, yeah, I'm, like I'm good, you know? And then, but like the meat sticks, and I'm like, uh, like candy wise, like gummies and stuff. I'm, yeah. That's all. I'm all for that shit. That's probably what I'll do too. Like, I'm not a big candy eater either, but you know, out there, I think having a sweet treat. Oh, I am a big candy would be eater. Huge for your mental. Yeah, I know. I'm not a big chocolate candy, but uh, but the, I like the gummies, like like the sour gummy worms and well, like little lifesavers. I, I heard chocolate. You're gonna worry about it melting as well. You know, if it gets hot, you're, you you might. got melted chocolate in your pack, and that's never good. No, especially if we're tired going to Grizzly Country. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Have melted chocolate on your pack. Now you got to hang your pack up a fucking tree every night. You smell like a Reese cup walking through the woods. Yeah. Oh, but these, uh, yeah, these, so these, these dry bags. Okay. These, uh, I got these, uh, I got these from like Walmart. There's a three yeah. pack. There's like a yellow, a red, and a blue. Yeah, you can get them for like kayaking and stuff. Yeah, so this, this bad boy, um, this yellow one, it's the big. It's like it's like a long tube. Yeah. Um, it's the brand is Outdoor Products. I don't right. know. They were like three dollars. Nice. But um, basically, so every day with the food, you might you you I would pack a day's worth of food in a gallon bag, mm -hmm. like a gallon freezer bag had one day's worth of food in it. Yeah. And so I did it for every day. So I had basically seven of those prepped, and this thing will fit three of those. Gotcha. So. Um, but so, we might need to look into something like this, and mm -hmm. maybe 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 we'll just use this, because you roll it and then you and then you clip it. Yep. So it's got like a little. Um, basically, it makes a little loop. Yeah. So you can um, 
this might maybe we'll just do this just with our food hang and hang this yeah. yeah these type of things okay and plus they're bright yellow we'd be able to find it in the morning mm-hmm. you know i mean dude i'll tell you what though i'll tell you if, if we backpack if we camp in grizzly country going to get our food that morning in the dark is going yeah. to be fucking terrifying well and then but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be gun out i'm ready i'm tactical yeah, swat team i think so kicking then, in a drug house so well, we gotta also looking. remember we're gonna have austin with the gauge <laughs> is uh, he so yeah so it's so everybody knows rick's nephew is going to come with us too no tag just basically to come enjoy the trip and be just another body to yeah, he wants to experience and he's wanting to it. maybe carry he's gonna maybe carry a shotgun yeah, just shotgun, for protection and he'll be uh he'll be old enough to carry a handgun if he needs to uh, as well we'll so. have to look into um i guess we'll have to look into the legality of just carrying a gauge with yeah, you i don't know anything <laughs> that'd be probably i mean i would assume if if you can carry a fucking handgun you can carry a 12 yeah. gauge he might be able to get a um well, I don't want him just blasting the gauge everywhere. I would say he could get a small game tag, but yeah. but that ain't, ain't worth him shooting. Yeah, but I don't. I agree. So. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so we'll have we'll have a third person potentially with us, and then and then uh, I have to settle out the details still with with Logan. Um, some people, the listeners might know him, Logan Sandburn. He was potentially going to go with this as well. Um, He's as as far as I know, they still are. I haven't spoken yeah, with said, him. Recently. You said he might have a friend that wants to go with him, and then we're we might potentially camp together and then split up and go our own ways. Yeah, we'll kind of yeah, and then but then you got yeah. but then you got two groups of people out scouting and stuff because all you got to do is find all you got to do is find elk. Yeah, you know, and then there's there'll be enough elk to go around if you find where they're at. Yeah. Like you're like they're they're core. Yeah, they're they're oh they're they're in that area. Mm-hmm. Then you can just go and and find them. I yeah, mean, and then I mean you got two other people that's going to pack it out for you too. So that's the biggest <clears> thing too. You, you can know, get out and watch. So you can you can have faster pack outs, which means now we can get back to the field faster for the next hunt. That leads us to the third uh, note that I had on our on this podcast notes is expectations. <laughs> What's your expectations going into your first elk hunt? Expectations. Um, I don't want to kill a cow. I know you're down for it. I would like to have a spike. I'll shoot a calf. Um, <laughs> easy your pack out, right? I mean, I 100. Uh, I I know that you'll kill a cow if there's a cow coming in, and I got no problem with it. Uh, I'd like to get some bone. Um, I'm not searching for a big 340 inch bull i don't care for that but i would like to get a spike at least yeah uh, or is a racked bull like uh, this a rack know? bull uh, you know yeah that that's probably my expectations but honestly uh experience i don't even think i have killing on my plate right now like i, I of course i want to think good thoughts and be like yeah i'm gonna get one be positive I'm going for the views, man. I want to experience it. I want to try and push myself. I want to see what I'm capable of. Um, I hear stories about these 60-year-old men doing it, you know, and it's like, can I hang with those guys? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. That, will, I be, will I be even be good at it? I have no idea, you know, because you were mentioning that uh, Andy kind of gassed out pretty quickly, you know. Uh, I don't think I will gas out as fast. But I'm curious of what I'm, you know, being an athlete my whole life, I always liked pushing myself and seeing how far I could go. And this is kind of a way I can do it. Yeah. I mean, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, Andy did gas out really quick in the very beginning, like first day. Yeah. Now, you know, but, but Andy, you're short like Andy too, though. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that I think it's gonna I think that's gonna I don't know if that's a factor or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're clearly there's short people who who get out well, there and hit the mountains hard all the time. I'm five eight. Joe Rogan's five eight. Cam Haynes is five eight. <laughs> Chad Mendez is five seven. They all hunt out. Yeah, that's I don't true. think I'm gonna have a problem. I think yeah. it's mental fortitude. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of uh, you know just just kind of conditioning you're into yeah. you know. Um, clearly, the guys you just named are all pretty heavy workout freaks, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I think just naturally being a little taller and and um, you know I, I work on my feet all day long too. You know I'm, I you know I get ten to fifteen thousand steps every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I just naturally I think I'm young enough still where I can just do all right out there in the mountains. Um, with even if I just went out there blind, but I will work out. You know. You know, when I do work out, but I will work out more, and I'll do more elk-related working out to get mm-hmm. prepared for it. But Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, will you do any training at to a point where you cut off all drinking of beer? Uh, probably not. No? Okay. I mean, I maybe. Know, I mean, I might. Because I've cut out, like, you know, I, I will, I, I'm not going to say I'm a drinker, but I'll have one or two on the weekends with the guys. But now to the point where like i don't want any alcohol in my system because i'm trying to get the most out of myself you're trying to cut weight or are you trying to well i just want to look lean and i know that it's easy for me to gain weight and it's i hold weight and if i'm going to be on this road to getting the way i want to look i have a picture in my head of what i want to look like and how much i want to weigh and yeah the only way to get there is just to, to just cut cold turkey on everything yeah i mean i don't know i might i guess yeah if I want to try to cut more, you know, I guess um, I'll start doing some of these heavier pack hikes and rocks and stuff and see how I feel. Awesome. But like I said, I don't, I, I just, I think, um, I think that's like a little bit overstated of a thing though. Yeah. Like people are fearful to go elk hunting because they like, well, I don't know if I'm in shape. I gotta, mm-hmm. I, I can't even do that until I get in shape. I'm like, go, fucking yeah. go, yeah. you know, and just deal with it. That's nothing too. Sometimes like, like you just got to deal with it yeah you're going to be tired you're oh, going to have to be tired and you're going to have to just get up yep. and go the next day you're going to be tired and then you're going to start to go up, go up the next fucking hill my, you're my, going to be tired and just have to keep doing it my number one fear is not grizzly bears it's not weather it's not my feet it's altitude uh am i the guy that gets altitude sickness uh how yeah. do we deal with it when it happens uh I, I can't train without two because we're in Ohio. Yeah, you know, I don't it, think I don't think we're going anywhere. Um, like, I don't think we're going to be above ten thousand. Yeah, is that above Timberline? Is that what they call talk about Timberline or? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know what that is either. That wind is really doing something funky to the it's door. It's blowing this fucking key that uh, I got in the door here. And I just got it. Knock. So yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much everything, man. Uh, that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, so, of course. Now, now what really comes down <laughs> to it is uh, we need to get these tags solidified, uh, and we need to start planning our trip, where we're looking at camping, where we want to hunt, the areas we want to go into, and uh, try to plan some loops uh, that we can walk. Uh, as Dave mentioned, we were doing, like, you know, some day packs and, uh, and not really camping in one spot too soon until we find the elk. I mean, I don't know if that's the best. I don't know, you know. I don't know if that's the best route to but go. But I, I mean, not. in 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 reality, like we're really just we're being mobile elk hunters. It's how I'm yeah. looking at it. I know. Last year, like I said, last year for me and Andy, camping, like like. 
full backpack camp on her back type of thing probably hurt us. Mm-hmm. We probably could have scouted more, found, er, looked at more areas, not killed ourselves as quickly, and found elk faster if we had just been doing like day trips. Yeah. Like parking somewhere, going in, seeing if you find elk. If not, bail, good next spot. And it, we, we probably would have done better with 15, 20 pounds on our back doing that shit than we would have the way we did it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, which were. We were committing to areas, yeah. full camp on back, yeah. committing, going in six miles, mm-hmm. committing to an area before we knew there were elk there. Yeah, and then, you know, like like you said, you set up camp, and you're mentally saying, now we have to stay here for a couple of days because we have camp set here. Yeah. So. And then he's, and he's like, you need to keep, you know, like, the sun, you're, you say you're six miles in, yeah, you haven't seen any elks on yet. Do you, do you think, well, it's going to be here somewhere? Let me just yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm. Do I just keep going further or do I say, you know, maybe they're just not on this mountain range and do I bail back and go to another area? You're constantly questioning every fucking decision you make. Yeah. And there'll be times where you will just, me and Andy sat there at times for like two hours just sitting somewhere, pulled out some lunch, just thinking like, what should we do? Yeah. Do we stay yeah. here? Do we bail? Do we... Um, keep going deeper you know mm-hmm. like we're not seeing shit yeah, yeah you know um uh well one good thing about me is i'm not a real indecisive guy usually i'm pretty good about making up my mind and sticking to it eventually you just gotta just choose yeah you just gotta go you know and i think that's going to be the fun of this and that's why i really enjoy turkey hunt is because you really can't be wrong like you can sit there and wait and maybe a silent turkey's going to come walking up on you or you can get on your on your feet and move around, and that's not a wrong way to hunt either, you know. Yeah. So, but once you make up your mind, you have to stick to it and believe in it, and that's what I'm really looking forward to is just yeah. is just doing that. So maybe maybe in the morning we bounce a couple ideas off each other, we flip a coin, we figure out what's going to happen, and we do it. The way and, that me and Byron kind of mm-hmm. made some of those decisions um, was whoever was so we alternated who was shooter each day, mm-hmm. and whoever was the shooter for that day kind of made those like in-game decisions yeah yeah um because it's kind of your day yeah yeah um but obviously that's not like black and white because you know if you if you choose to just leave the whole area yeah you're kind of fucking me for tomorrow yeah yeah so it's like <clears throat> that's it's not that black and white we never really had any issues me and he didn't have any issues yeah. either it's just kind of like you just sit there and think and you're just like you just don't know what to do mm-hmm. you know because we're not in our element you know really yeah. either you know it's like I mean, we, we like, well, we might have saw some, some elk shit, you know, a little bit of elk shit. Like, it's like, but like, elk are huge animals. Like, <laughs> like you, if, if you're in them, you're going to see the fucking sign. Like, they're, it's not like they're, they're elusive. They're yeah. huge, you yeah. know? Yep. All right. All right. Well, that'll wrap this up. Uh, just a little quick uh, bullshit elk prep, elk talk um, session that me and Rick had getting planned, uh, getting things planned and, Get shit figured out for this September. Should be fun. All right. White Talks friends, we're out.